All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom question you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or record her voice. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she's overcame. This book becomes a legacy and something you and your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm so excited about mylifeinabook.com because I'm planning on gifting my mom with this. She's always loved reflecting on memories and sharing her stories, and I know this will be the perfect gift to capture those moments for her. The thoughts of her flipping through the pages and reliving those cherished memories brings a smile to my face already. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code BRAVADO at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code BRAVADO for 10% off today. Black Girl Bravado Podcast. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Holiday weekend. Yeah. So, we have a special guest here with us today. We want to talk about um, plant-based lifestyle and being vegan and nutrition. We have Valadia here with us. 
um, to discuss everything plant-based, right? Yes. Uh, Germany. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Germany is vegan, and I'm vegetarian. Um, and so I'm really excited to talk with Valadia because I first started off on my journey trying to be vegan, and it was extremely difficult for me. So I'm hoping that Valadia can give some great tips for those that are transitioning to be full mm-hmm. vegan. So we're gonna go. We're gonna jump right into Valadia's Valadia, sorry, Valadia's bio, and then she's gonna come on and answer a lot of exciting questions for us. So, Valadia Chapman is a holistic nutritionist and wellness coach, living and working in New York City. Valadia has a degree in musical theater from the prestigious Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh. After traveling the U.S. for a year on tour, performing in the Broadway musical, The Book of Mormon, Valadia learned that the world needs less performers and more healers. She then enrolled and got her certification in holistic nutrition from the Institute of Transformational Nutrition. Now she helps heal people from all over the country through alternative medicine and wellness guidance. Valadia! Welcome! Welcome. Hello. <laughs> Greetings, Queen. Yeah, we're so happy you took time out of your busy, busy, busy day. We see how busy you are all over Instagram. So we're so thankful that you got a chance to sit down and chat with us. We know this is going to be great information for all of our listeners. Oh, yes. I'm so grateful for this opportunity as well. Yeah. So, first question I think everybody wants to know. How long have you been vegan or plant-based? Like, how long has this been? I have been vegan for two years. Two years. Mm-hmm. And did you start off as vegan, or were you vegetarian so, and then transitioned? How did your transition... When I was... Pardon me, what'd you say? <laughs> how did your transition into veganism look? So, I, I guess... I, I told people that I went vegan pretty cold turkey, but it's not really cold turkey. I was paleo while I was in college, um, and paleo is eating fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, and you can't eat meat. You shouldn't eat refined sugars um, and processed meat, but it does allow meat in that diet, and I did that for two years, and then I transitioned back into, you know, completely terrible fast food and all that good stuff. And then um, I went vegetarian for like a week before veganism uh, because a friend of mine was was vegetarian and it made me curious because she was always so healthy and always had so much energy and so I decided to let me try it out. And once I made that vegetarian switch and it really wasn't hard for me to let go of the meat, I became interested in veganism and began looking at documentaries and watching things on YouTube. You know, you get into that YouTube hole and you start to see things that scare you. And I went vegan cold turkey after like a week of vegetarianism. And um, yeah, the transition was not difficult because of the information I I had learned. Yeah. And... um, I think that's probably the number one thing that I recommend to my clients that I coach that are looking to make the switch is give yourself as much education as possible. Because if you're doing it just because you saw what the health and everyone says you should do it now, or, you know, your girlfriend says you should do it and blah, 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 that's not, it's not going to stick to you, especially if you're like me and you've lived, you lived 
a whole 22 years not vegan, you know? It's, it's hard to break down that conditioning. Um, so it's about learning as much as you can and so you stay rooted in your decision of why you chose to be vegan. And that's what, what I did. I, I watched million documentaries and interviews and speeches. Gary Yurofsky is one of my favorites. He's been banned in over 16 countries. <laughs> wow. Because he's one of those vegans. He's one of those vegans that, like, goes to the cow factory and lets them free. And, like, oh, hell. Factories. <laughs> like, he's one of those extremely radical vegans. But, you know, he has his speech. His whole spiel is perfected, and he will release it in an hour. And after that, there's no way you can eat meat. <laughs> I mean, like, he's, he's one of those people I watched that really had to shock me in order to move me on on the right path so yeah so half cold turkey half not really so you mentioned the what the health documentary and we've seen on instagram and on social media that that was a big deal the what the health documentary which caused a lot of people to transition that is honestly what caused me to be like okay the catalyst what, what the hell right. um i had already been turning <laughs> around with with vegan restaurants and just no meat Mondays and things like that but then on the other hand there are a lot of there was a lot of backlash from that documentary saying that a lot of the information presented in the documentary wasn't true um and of course there was a lot of criticism coming from people saying that oh veganism is not necessarily healthy or that documentary is just tricking you all what are your thoughts on that documentary <laughs> I think the documentary was fabulous. Um, I, I am a huge fan of that filmmaker from when he created Cowspiracy. I don't know if you've seen that one. It's yeah. basically talking about how veganism can, you know, improve our world. Um, but I think that you have to pay attention to where the backlash comes from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The backlash that comes from what the health and usually is usually provided by people that are affiliated with the dairy and meat industry because what the health is messing with people's money mm -hmm. this the information that comes from what the health is real information take it from someone who studies you know nutrition this is real stuff and that's the reason why i moved into getting a certification in nutrition because i said okay all of my information is biased all the stuff i'm looking up on google is biased because if i'm reading that milk is good for you it's coming from some sort of study that was funded by someone affiliated with the dairy industry. Right. Mm -hmm. If I'm reading that milk, you know, it's bad for you. It might be coming from somebody like Jerry Yurofsky who just loves cows so much and might not even know anything about science. He just doesn't want you to harm the cows or, you know. So it, 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 it's, it's biased on both ends from the internet. So I said, let me get an unbiased, real, you know, um, certification that's going to tell me things not from anybody's little opinion. And when you study the effects that meat has on the body and cheese and eggs and dairy, it's it's not beneficial. And you get a, you get a couple of beneficial things here and there. You get your amino acids and your proteins, yes. But when you match it with the negative effects, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. And that's the reason why I decided to get the nutrition thing. It cost me a lot of money and a lot of time that I needed to get that information that was just going to be across the board this is what science tells you it does to your body it's not somebody telling you because they feel like telling you it and i think if you're finding any articles that are speaking poorly about what the health the ones i have read at least have come from people who are you know affiliated with meat dairy they have some sort of bias you know it's messing with their money 
Um, and, and what the hell is pretty extreme, but you need that shock factor to move people in the right direction, you know? Mm-hmm. I and agree. they're not lying. I agree, it's, I agree. So I have a question. It's it's sick info too because people are shook when they um see the documentary because it's just so it's almost it is disgusting like the information is is just ugh. So when now that we're on this topic of negative feedback and adverse feedback, since you've been vegan in the last two years or even when you were like playing around with vegetarianism for that week did you experience any negative feedback anyone like projecting their views about plant-based diet like in your family or even online do you do you personally receive it it um definitely came from my family Uh, about 98 percent of it came from my family you know i'm a mixed child i'm half puerto rican half african-american and both of those (laughs) both of those races are we have the highest um, meat and dairy consumption out of all of the races, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we also, if you want to point it out, African Americans have the highest obesity, you know, heart attacks, stroke, yeah. diabetes rates, and second is Latinas. And so, you know, our diets are the reflections of that. And um, my family is really big on those stereotypical Latina and African American diets, the soul food. Right. and the pork and the grease and all of that stuff so when i decided i was going to be vegan forget about it they there was no like <laughs> everyone was so confused i was the first person in my family that i always get called the crazy hippie other family anyway <laughs> but this this was like the the, the last straw <laughs> um, so and of course i got it worse from grandmothers you know the older the older generation Definitely. just thought that i was gonna be Right. And so I was sending sending my family emails and sending them the speeches I was watching on YouTube and sending them documentaries to watch and 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 it really caused them to push away from me because just like it was hard it might be hard for us to abandon twenty something years of not being vegan, imagine them forty, fifty, sixty years of eating a certain way. Your diet is not just what you put in your body, it's a spiritual thing that you become attached to, how you feel yourself, you know? Right. And so when someone's telling you you're doing it wrong, you immediately put up those shields like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're not just telling me I'm eating wrong, you're telling me I am just living life completely wrong. And, and that can be a defensive place. I remember what it was like when I knew vegans and I was in college and I used to make fun of them and whatever they would say, I was being cruel to animals. I used to just say all sorts of things. So <laughs> I get it. Yeah. So and, what? Um, what would your class just had? It, it was fixed when when I just start just was quiet. You know, once I, you have to realize that you need to be the change you want to see, and I just let them be them. And after a year or so of being vegan, I'd lost so much weight. My skin had gotten better. My hair was all curly and bouncy and glowy, and I was happier and moving quicker, had more energy. Then the questions start to roll in. You know. What are you doing? Right. What are you doing? Are you a nutritionist? Are you a weight watcher? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? And then, and then I'm like, aha, the aha moment. Now I can plant some seeds in your little brain. But um, 
yeah, I definitely got the backlash. <laughs> so do you think that for people who are transitioning and having those negative uh, family members or friends, would you recommend just kind of do your thing and hope people ask or just do your thing and you don't have to inform anybody or give them any, any tea? Uh, I think there's a balance because I sort of attacked my, my family and friends um, because there's, 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 there's I've read a funny thing not too long ago, a funny meme that said the stages of veganism and, you know, when you first commit to it fully, you start, you get that stage of anger um, of why people don't, why everyone else doesn't understand what you have now begun to understand. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, not a good place. To reside so you have to get through those days and move through them quickly right. um, because it's the opposite of what a vegan lifestyle is it's about love and compassion so when you adopt that new vegan or vegetarian plant-based lifestyle it's about approaching people with information gently think of it as planting seeds in their minds and not just planting trees you know oh yeah um, it, and I realized that you know it took me it took me a, a lot of information to get to the place that I am now. So you can't just throw things at people. They have to be ready. So just plant seeds, be gentle about it. But I think it is mostly about self-care because when you're self-care, it bleeds through to everyone else, you know? Yeah. So when you're emitting that love and compassion that the vegan lifestyle gives you, people naturally will gravitate towards it and that will give you the open doors to plant some seeds in. But, um, I think it all starts with you first. Make sure you got it all down packed before you're worried about anybody else. Right. Stay in your own lane. Yeah. And then bring people on on over. I agree. Right, right. Just dropping little seeds. Just, you know, and I always, I find that when I'm talking to someone that isn't familiar with the lifestyle, I make sure I talk to them with only my journey. You know, instead of saying, like, you need to do this, you need to do that. It's all about, well, my journey. When I, you know stopped eating me, I felt this, or I felt that. When I stopped having eggs and milk, I, I felt this, or, you know, that way it's about me, I'm not attacking you, and I'm sharing you with my experiences, and if you feel like you'd like to be a part of those experiences, I am a good resource, but, you know, your journey is just as valid as mine, because you might not be there yet. Yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you're saying. Um, I think with the with a lot of people recently ch- changing to a vegan lifestyle, um, I'm just going to credit it to what the health because it seems like here recently mm-hmm. that's been why. There's been a lot of projecting of people who are maybe fearful of transitioning because it may seem difficult when, like you said, we've been accustomed to this lifestyle for 20 plus years. But um, mm-hmm. if you just take the time to educate yourself, you'll realize that no one's trying to speak down on your choices it's just for enlightenment so that we're all healthy and making better decisions healthier and making better decisions but you know what i've I've also seen in addition to like people might be wanting to say like hey guys you guys need to get on this bandwagon or you know get on the wave what i also notice is those same people who are quick to jump on their social media platforms and i said this before and all of a sudden they transition and they've been vegan one day and then they're like vegan like we all vegan exactly. you guys aren't vegan and then <laughs> three weeks later you see that they're 
eating whatever they want again or they're eating now all of a sudden they're pescatarian or you know they decide to make a transition and change again which is fine you know people are allotted to do whatever it is that they want to do but I think that when you're so like quick to broadcast where you stand and you're not even necessarily like firmly grounded in it and then you turn around and do the opposite it just looks silly to me I think that's what um, she was talking about with the stages of veganism. We yes. shouldn't operate from the beginning stage. No, we need We're, to be zip tight, tight, quiet. But then at the <laughs> same time, like when you, like she also said, when you, when you jump into the lifestyle, you want to yell it from the mountaintop. Everyone everyone come on this is better this is better and like we're all humans we make we make different decisions i know so but yes i mean i don't know i don't really think there's a quick fix for that like you might go vegan tomorrow and want to tell all your friends guys you guys need to go vegan and then backslide i mean <laughs> you you didn't mean See, any that's harm the problem. you can tell all your friends but you can say guys i decided to go vegan you know and that's it. You don't have to say you should go too because I'm not in a place to tell I've been vegan for one day or one week. Like, no, it's, it's just you can definitely share your journey, but make sure it is from the perspective of this is my journey right now and I'd like to share it with others and let's see how I go day by day. Let's see how I grow. Let's see how strong I get as the days go on. But it's just not the best route to be telling other people what to do that early in the stages because you don't know how it's going to feel for you yet. Right. You don't know if it's going to end up, you're going to end up going back and eating a little fish. <laughs> right. Which is, which is, which is okay. You know, yeah. It's, it's like I said, it's a journey and people go back and forth and, and then that might mean that if you're feeling like you need fish again, you might need to watch some documentaries of the effects of fish in the body and, mm-hmm. or where the fish is coming from. You know, it's all about this education. Falling back is not a negative thing. I tell my clients, it just means you need more information. You need more motivation. It happens. It's a huge, huge deal for us right now to move to change into veganism. People are thinking it's some sort of trend like these new eyebrows that are coming out. Like, <laughs> The microbladed brows. Like the wave. The swirly eyebrows. No, the, the, the swirl. The, the, the swirl. The wave. I hate those. Me too. <laughs> I don't understand what those are at all. So I'm going to let them be. But, but it's, it's not that, you know. It is just a private, sacred thing to you. How I am deciding to fuel my body on a daily basis is something that is precious. And so... It can't be treated like a cute little trend just because everyone watched What the Hell. It has to be something you write about daily and, and you, you, you meditate on. Yeah, it's a sacred thing, you know, to to live a compassionate lifestyle. Yes, I agree. I agree, too. Keeping the education at the forefront will keep you grounded in the decision. And also, I think finding um, a reason outside of yourself um, to be on this mm-hmm. journey, like... Some people go vegan, um, not because of health, but because of their compassion for animals. So that drives right. them to stay on the journey. And then some people do do it just right. for the health. Like they may have a lot of family members that have a lot of terminal illnesses, and they're like, "No, I'm going to be the I'm going to be right. the point that changes that." So another that's the reason I started was was just because of health. I I didn't really think twice about the animals. I mean, I did think, yeah, it's kind of bad what we see, but it wasn't until I really was rooted in my health reasons that I started to be opened up to other reasons, you know, the, the, the planet and the animals' lives and, 
things like that, those things start to become more and more apparent the longer you're vegan. You're like, oh my God, I can't believe I was the other way. Like, I know, the poor what? animals. That's why I'm vegan. I honestly, poor people, poor Yeah, I honestly can't animals. believe it. You know, you learn, this is what I always tell clients when I, you learn in third grade science. Albert Einstein said, energy cannot die, it is only transferable. Yes. So, when you are consuming a piece of flesh, you know, you look at energetic um, analysis that they do under these certain UV microscopes. I'm not exactly sure what they're called, but you can see that in a dead steak or whatever, there's still energy emitting from that flesh. You're getting deep, girl. So you are now consuming the energy of a being that was tortured its entire life. It's nothing but depression, anxiety, and sadness. And wow. now you're putting that into your body, you know. I, t- I, I came to a point where I realized I was better than that. I don't, you know, I'm a queen. I'm royal. Come on. And so why am I consuming dead beings? That's, that's to me, once you finally say that over and over in a million different ways, you start to open up your eyes like, Hold up. My eyes are wide. <laughs> I was just about to say, you've just uh, shook Brittany. No more vegetarian. She's My vegan eyes anymore. are wide. Because <laughs> you shook her up. You know, it, it depends. The spiritual aspect of it doesn't work for everybody because some people don't believe in those things. But that one really got me when I, I thought about it. You know, wow, it's so true. I don't want that energy in my body. My body's too sacred. I got enough energy to deal with on a daily basis. Right. And I, you know, then putting them putting that and in really intense energy into my body it's and any you know it causes depression and anxiety within you to be consuming that extra energy it does mm-hmm. yes i i have a question so every now and again if you guys follow valadia on social media then you can kind of get a little glimpse of her partner so i have a question when you transitioned or is your i think it's better to ask do you find it simpler to be vegan or plant-based when your partner or significant other is also vegan or plant-based? Definitely. Um, my partner has been vegan for longer than I have. Um, but before I was with him, I was with someone that was not vegan. And I changed. I was vegan. I mean, I was not vegan when we were together. We were together for about a year. And then I decided to be vegan while we were together. And... Um, that transition really sent our relationship into whiz bang flip flop because you know it's not just like okay we'll go to Burger King together and I'll get this and you get that and it's no problem it's like I'm making a complete lifestyle switch right and I wasn't judging him I wasn't yelling at him when he decided to eat meat or if anything I'd actually cook non-vegan things for him still but it, it, it got worse and worse and worse and worse because when you when you switch that like I say it's not a diet it's a lifestyle and when you you start to open up to a whole new level of being you are now up a level when you decide to be vegan and live a compassionate lifestyle you've moved up a level in humanism you just have you are now on a different level of vibrating you're on a different frequency and it's it's really difficult to be with to someone romantically that doesn't share that same mental thought pattern you know what I mean and um and it it can work if the person is extremely understanding of you and respectful Mm -hmm. and understands why you're doing this and maybe they're just not ready yet 
to make the switch, but if it's someone who thinks that your lifestyle is just invalid and is not something that, you know, my my ex was not very supportive of the lifestyle, and so that also that made it ten times worse. Yeah. Um, but being with someone, I mean, because it, it goes through a lot. I mean, your sex will be better, your energy will be better, you'll wake up early together, you know, and... I don't know how nitty-gritty we can get on this podcast. You can get nitty-gritty. <laughs> you can get nitty-gritty, okay. girl. It's an explicit podcast. But I don't want... Okay, good. <laughs> but, you know, the, the the juices within you are a lot different when you are consuming dead flesh, you know? And I don't want those juices in me of someone that has that in them. I don't want it because sex is not just meets touching each other sex is a sacred energetic transfer and i cannot imagine anymore having that energetic transfer with somebody who has that disruptive energy within them like i already spoke about you know you're consuming energy from other beings that have been through torture yeah and now you're putting that energy in me that's very and um i can't think about that possibility anymore i'm lucky to have found someone who who has been living the same lifestyle as me. It makes it so much better. We can cook together and have fun together and watch documentaries together and help coach other people together. And it, it, it's so much better. It really is. That, I, I agree. It's tough. My, my partner isn't vegan, but um, I don't want to say he's negative. He's not really negative. It's just we try to find a happy medium of places that we can both eat when I cook at home. Sometimes I'll throw some, you know, either meat or shrimp or whatever it is that he might want in his food, right. but it is tough. I think that it would be much simpler if if we both were plant-based because then it would just be right. like, oh, we're going to, like when I eat out with Brittany, it's pretty like fluid. It's just like, okay, you know, we're going to eat plant-based. It's not, a, it's not like a back and forth. We just know, like, okay, right. we're going to go here, and it's not like, oh, but can you eat this? That's the worst. Someone being like, well, you can't it's eat this. Worst, you is. know, then it creates, like, not tension, but like, okay, well, let's figure it out, and then go through the back and forth, and uh Or when people exactly. want to Exactly, it just causes a lot more work, and if you, you know, if you love each other in our relationship, it's healthy, then the work won't be difficult. It's not that it like, makes everything worse. It just means that it, it, makes, it needs more work and more thought thought towards each other's feelings and and yeah just just more work basically but it's possible as long as you have compassion for each other's lifestyle you have to have compassion for you and your choice and realize that you know there's something you want to do and respect it as a valid choice and you have to respect this choice not to be vegan as a valid choice because you know you were once not vegan at some point and right. you don't know what it's going to take for him to make that switch um but you know, you're there for a reason. You're with him for a reason. So plant the seeds gently, you know? Plant the seeds, not trees. Got it, girl. Taking that with me. Yeah. Exactly. But you also just can't have expectations either because I think I had expectations for my ex that eventually I would convert him. And that caused a lot more disappointment that I thought that I could do it. Um, because sometimes you won't be enough. Sometimes it might take something else to really turn the switch on for someone. Uh, and a lot of times, the more you push, the further they go away. So, that's good. That's a good, good tidbit. It takes time, ladies. Don't try to convert your man. <laughs> um, I have another question. So, after you, um, since you've transitioned, have you experienced any negative adverse effects? I know 
when I first transitioned, um, I was a little concerned because my energy was really low and I found out that I needed to start taking an iron supplement and also B12 because I was feeling dragged. And then I started researching and I read that people had transitioned to vegetarian or vegetarian or veganism and their health flip-flops. So I was shook like, oh my God, <laughs> don't tell me I have to eat oh meat Lord. to survive. So I'm just wondering, did you experience any adverse effects when you transitioned? Yes, when I transitioned, I went from eating a lot of processed foods to a very plant-based veganism diet at first, just lots of fruits and vegetables, and that caused my body to go into detox, which causes, which can cause rashes and acne and all sorts of, um, and fatigue also, like you, you mentioned. So I did get a breakout. I remember I broke out um, along my jawline and my forehead, and I was so confused. Like, I thought veganism was supposed to make your skin glow. Right. And after about two weeks of continuing to eat a plant-based vegan diet, I, I, I crossed over that threshold. And, yes, I did remember feeling a little bit tired, but that's just the body transitioning because – Foods, especially just meat and cheese, you are addicted to it. Mm-hmm. There are cannabinoids, just like in our female breast milk, there are cannabinoids in order for the baby to become addicted so that it knows it's supposed to keep coming back for more. That's the same thing that happens to us with cow milk and cheese and ice cream. We're thinking this is this life force fluid that the baby calf is supposed to be addicted to so that it knows it's supposed to get it from its mother in order to grow. So when we as humans are consuming that, we get that same effect. So it's like if I were to be taking cocaine, all of a sudden I stop taking it. Even if I stop taking it slowly, my body is going to change mm-hmm. because it's been it's been it's adapted to this drug. It's adapted to what you know to accommodating for the negative effects that the that the animal products have done. So now that we don't have it, it's just having to switch up. So you're going to feel a good two to three weeks of possible skin problems, yes, fatigue, and, mm, yeah, like a little bit of sluggishness. But once you cross over that threshold, it's like I I felt like superwoman after I was done. I was getting up super early. And now this brings me to one thing I I wanted to make sure I mentioned is that there is a huge significant difference between veganism and plant-based veganism. Yes, please elaborate. Tell the folks. People come to me in my DMs and in my emails saying, V, I've been vegan for three months, I've gained weight, my skin's worse, or I've been vegan and I don't feel all the things you said I was going to feel, da 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 I say, where have you been eating, what have you been buying? They say, oh, I got the Beyond Meat burgers, and yeah. I had sweet potato fries, mm-hmm. and I had this, and I had that, and the ice creams, and all the tofu. That stuff it's not as energetically bad as eating meat and dairy, but it's going to be the same in your body. It's still processed. Mm-hmm. It's still, it's not, vegan is not a health, it's not a synonym for healthy. Right. It's not. It's not. Because you can eat just as much chemical and trash in a vegan diet as you can on a non-vegan diet. It's about incorporating plants into your diet. Plant-based veganism, plant-based lifestyle is my favorite words to use. And, um, so yeah, to go back to you answering your question, um, the negative effects 
are seldom when you continue to stay plant-based, ground, you know, driven instead of just all the vegan fakeness. Yeah, and they really <laughs> try to promote work. that in the grocery stores because they're like, oh, this is a way we can capitalize on people being vegan, creating yes. all these processed fake faux meats. And I think it's because people are uh, accustomed to eating meat yeah. that they're like, hey, I'm, I'm used to that. That looks familiar to me. So it creates familiarity within the transition. I'm not uh, Absolutely. one of those Which people. Which is great because for people like my father who's been living 50, you know, 60 years, you know, eating McDonald's and all sorts of stuff, it, it's good to have those things, the vegan hot dogs and vegan burgers and chicken nuggets so they can see that there's a way to to have this stuff without hurting some someone, yeah. something. But um, I think less I is really best. I my clients to read the nutritional facts. Because some of those vegan substitutes are not good. Yeah, yeah, less is best. And some of them are great. And still, I think they should be consumed in moderation. If you do decide to dip and dive in them, you don't want It's kind of like when you go out to eat. When you go to a restaurant, most yeah. times they have the burgers. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, those kind of alternatives that are soy-based. Those kind of things. Occasional treat. Occasional treat. Otherwise, it should be in the home and cooking your food or going to like plant-based organic restaurants where there's not that many soy alternatives but we want to ask you a question so we talked about feeling fatigue and kind of sluggish in the beginning of the transition and just kind of feeling a little blah so Brittany was mentioning that she needed an iron supplement a b12 supplement i also um tried a b12 supplement but i think the filler gave me a little breakout so and I got that from Sprouts. Uh-oh. So immediately after like two days, I felt great. But then I was like, oh no, um, I have a little breakout right here. So I immediately shelved it and I didn't go back to it. But what are your uh, supplements or recommendations for any vitamins? Do you take any? Can you like give us some feedback? What, what you know, what are you doing? Right, for sure. I do take a few supplements now. My diet has graduated from general veganism into a strict plant-based veganism diet. If I am having a veggie burger, it's got to be pretty plant-based. I do not consume any soy. Um, I really don't consume any artificial meats or dairies or cheeses at all. If I do make cheese, I make it myself. But um, going back to your question, when I'm eating... Like, I just got done doing 15 days raw, and during that, I didn't have to take any supplements at all because I'm eating constantly fruit, vegetables, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, fruit, vegetables, all day, rainbow of fruits and vegetables, so you're not really needing to take a lot of supplements because I'm getting all my iron, my zinc, my magnesium, my chlorella, my amino acids, they're in all that stuff. But I take supplements when I have been, you know, a little not as not as um, great as I've wanted to be or I realize I haven't been getting that many greens as I need to in the day. What I do take is, yes, I do take an iron supplement because iron is the spark plug of the body. So many people are deficient in iron don't even know it. It carries oxygen to the brain. Iron is one of the only supplements that contains all three of the most important minerals to the body, carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. I think they call that like the Cho Trio or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're lacking in iron, you're susceptible to so many diseases because of that trio. So it gets rid of inflammation, 
it, and it binds to minerals like magnesium, zinc, and calcium. So when I take my iron, I know that I'm absorbing all of my other minerals like 50% more efficiently than I would without iron. So if I'm not getting my iron through sarsaparilla tea, which I drink a lot, um, burdock root tea, which I drink a lot, then I make sure I take a supplement a day, especially when I'm on my cycle. Because when you're on your cycle, your iron supply is way low. Yes. So it's important to take an iron supplement during your cycle, a day before, and then as you're, as you're going through it and probably two days after. Um, another supplement I take is evening primrose oil. Mm-hmm. I also make sure I definitely take that during my cycle. But I take it every so often when I didn't, like maybe when I don't get my chia seeds in or my hemp seeds in which give me those, those amino acids and help balance hormones, I'll take my evening primrose oil because, like I said, it balances my hormones, it makes my skin glow, and it gives me some good amino acids. Um, another one that I take a lot is magnesium glycinate. Mm-hmm. Magnesium, over 80% of Americans are deficient in magnesium, and we have no idea. And when you're deficient in magnesium, you have anxiety, depression, fatigue, you can't focus. And so, so many people are going to the doctor and getting this Xanax and getting their Adderall and getting all their good stuff because they have these symptoms when they could just be deficient in magnesium. Wow. Um, Brittany has her pen out, What'd you say? I said Brittany has her pen out, V. She's taking all the notes, everything that you're mentioning. (laughs) Go into the vitamin shop after this. Yeah, magnesium, you get it from your dark leafy greens, kale, spinach, and stuff like that. Um, there's tons of fruits that are packed with magnesium and teas. But I like to take a magnesium glycinate, specifically glycinate, G-L-Y-C-I-N-A-T-E. That is the most efficient um, way to get your magnesium. It's, it's absorbed easiest in the human body. And taking that supplement once a day or I usually take it when I didn't get enough of my greens in or just lot you know live foods in general let's say I did have a day where I went and ate vegan out I'll make sure I take my magnesium um just because it really balances you mm-hmm. overall and uh yeah probably I mean I have a million supplements but these are my main ones my last main one is chlorella mm. I take a chlorella probably every day even if I do get greens, um, because it it's like the number one cell regenerator. It, it accelerates cell regeneration. You will not get sick if you're taking this stuff constantly. It binds the toxins and heavy metals in the body. So it's just like my daily detox, basically, especially living in New York City. Who knows what I'm breathing in, you know? Right. And um, so I take chlorella every day. Chlorella and spirulina are usually mixed together but there have been some I know you probably heard of spirulina but there have been a lot of nutritionists recently coming out saying especially people from the island saying that spirulina is not um, very beneficial outside of its natural algae state Mm -hmm. so it's best to take chlorella because it's about 10 times more powerful than spirulina anyway it's packed with protein Uh, yeah that's a huge protein source for me as well Getting my chlorella. Yeah. (laughs) Gonna go get that today. So you mentioned raw, raw gets your, when you were eating raw in August and we seen all of that tea on social media. Explain what raw vegan is to our listeners. Raw vegan is you are not to eat foods that are cooked over 118 degrees. 
which most foods are. And um, yeah, it's just an abundance of fresh fruits and vegetables, not nothing really frozen either. Um, and no oils. If they are, if you do consume oils, they must be cold pressed. Um, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. So I just ate fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, and that was it. And I did it for 15 days. It was difficult sometimes, especially in the evening time when those, those comfort food cravings start to hit and you mm-hmm. want to eat some pastas and whatever it may be. But I felt like a rock star. I was getting up at like 5.45 in the morning with a big oh, old wow. grin and I had nothing to do, but I was up. <laughs> oh my goodness. And um, it's like, because when you eat a raw vegan diet, you know, when you cook your food, a lot of the nutrients are killed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, you're, you're eating plants and vegetables, they are living food. And that's, like I talked about, the energy in your food, you know, you don't want to mess with that energy because the fruits and vegetables are our gifts. That's what fruits and fruits specifically are the human diet. You know, it's bright and beautiful pieces of earth that have been given to us specifically. And when you cook them, it's, it's definitely messing with their molecular structure. There are some foods that they become even more nutritious with cooking, like cruciferous vegetables, cauliflower, broccoli, or even tomatoes. They are they release a lot of the nutrients when they are heated, but most foods do better in raw state. So um, I just wanted to experiment with myself and see how that would go. Um, I think that I would be able to be a complete raw vegan if I lived in a tropical area because there's an abundance of fruits and vegetables, but I think in New York City, it's quite difficult um, mm-hmm. having the abundance and the prices here are, are ridiculous for something that would be way too wrong, even just on the West Coast, not even in the tropics. Right. So, um, but yeah, it was a great thing and I, I'll probably try it again, but now that it's getting cold, and you can see the New York fruit stands are getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> um, it's it, it's probably not going to be my permanent thing, but I do recommend it. I do stay raw until dinner. I have a raw breakfast always um, because you have to remember that breakfast is breaking the fast. You've been fasting since you went to bed, and it's important to give the body hydration and wake it up gently. I can't believe that there used to be a time when I'd wake up and have bacon, egg, and cheese. Like, that just makes me so scared. Oh, dang, I know. Immediate-itis, you're ready to go right back to bed. Good morning, body. Yeah, immediate-itis, absolutely. It's, and your body's telling you, like, no, why'd you do this? Yeah. <laughs> I have a question. So, when we um, watched you journey through your raw August Ragus, <laughs> you had a plethora yeah. of recipes, and even outside of that, like you had an abundance of recipes on your page. So, where do you go for these recipes? Do you just come up with them off the dome, or do you have a cookbook, a website? Where do other you... influencers maybe? Yeah, where do you go for all of these recipes? Because I know that I, for a moment I was like, if I eat one more bean, I am going to explode. I'm, o- <laughs> I'm over the bean. I'm over. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's kind of all of the above. I I started to follow a million raw accounts on Instagram. I just looked up the the, the hashtag raw vegan and and started following a bunch of people that I that I saw were living complete raw vegan lifestyles. Um, one of them is Raw Vana. One of them was the Raw Boy 
one of the okay, I can't remember the other ones off the top of my head, but there's another one, Fully Raw Christina. Fully yeah, Raw Christina. Christina. She's fabulous. Yeah. So I, I got some influence through them, but once I was raw for about a week and I started to really use my blender and to make my own cheeses and milks and crackers and even cheesecakes, I just I, I, I started to become familiar with what it takes to make everything. If you soak some nuts, you can make it into anything. You can make it into milk, cheeses, and cheesecakes and cakes and all sorts of things. So I just started to freestyle. And the recipes that I have put on my page have been freestyled by me pretty much after making things on my own. I just started to realize, like, okay, well, I can't use anything animal product, and so I don't really need to worry about is it going to be okay for my body to consume. It's just nuts and water and whatever mm-hmm. flavor I put in there from mm-hmm. a fruit. So I can change it up as many ways as I want, and it still won't make me sick or it won't be – it'll be good. So – yeah, they're all pretty much freestyled um, by me, but I definitely, in the beginning, relied on other Instagram accounts. Yeah. I have a question now. No. We have a million questions. I have a question. I have a question. I have a question. Uh, so, do you believe that being vegan or plant-based is more cost-efficient or more expensive? Because... When I speak with people, they swear that being vegan is more expensive because you're buying more produce, but... Even here in LA, uh, when I go to the market and I am able to purchase all organic, I only spend maybe like $40-ish a week. And um, that's including like any protein supplements like in regards to bars, Mm -hmm. things that are a little more expensive for my snacks, my on-the-go snacks, individualized individualized nuts, you know, things like that. So that's not even, that's outside of my actual home meals. What are your takes on that? I think that it is very cost efficient when you are, like you said, sticking to produce. It becomes expensive when you go into the freezer section and you're trying to get all your vegan burgers mm-hmm. and your vegan meatballs and your vegan substitutes. And when you're going to buy all your extra protein bars and your kind bars and when you're getting things that are pre-made, it will be expensive, very expensive, which I don't really understand why it's so expensive because it's less ingredients, but... I digress on that because that could be a whole other rant of frustration. <laughs> but it is not expensive. When I go to the market, I spend like $50 at a time. That lasts me for two weeks or a week and a half, depending on what I'm doing. But I make everything myself. I make my own granola bars. I make my own protein bars. I make my own milk. I make my own sauces. You know, it's expensive when you're getting all this vegan dressing, vegan mayonnaise, and right. vegan this. And that stuff is you can make at home it's so easy it's so so easy we said to set aside a Sunday we're not doing anything put down the Netflix and just make a few things for yourself make a batch of milk make a batch of mayonnaise make a batch of of ranch dressing whatever you like it's so it's it's simple it's just about like I said more work yeah that's that's what's going to cost you more it's going to cost you more time but not more dollars not more time very true I agree I agree so, do you have any go-to meals or snacks like that you like? Oh, okay, on Sunday I'm making my infamous vegan stew. Like, do you have, do you have any go-tos that you know your favorites? Hmm. Well, my favorite breakfast in the world is watermelon because mm. it's it's I call it my internal shower. Um, mm. Doctor Ari Slayton calls coconut water his internal shower, and he drinks it every morning. But I don't have 
the best source of coconut water because I, a lot of coconut waters on the shelves actually aren't real coconut water, so I'd rather take it out of a coconut. Mm-hmm. So my internal shower is watermelon. I have that. I try to have that every day, but I definitely like to have it in the morning. My other favorite thing is mangoes. I'm addicted to dates. I love dates. I snack on them a lot. I have to control myself because they have a lot of sugar. Um, I make my own hummus now. When I was raw, I was really relying on a lot of hummus uh, for protein and just because I wanted to eat all the vegetables possible, but sometimes I didn't want to just eat a vegetable by itself. Yeah. So hummus is something that I make a lot. Smoothies I have every single day. I'm having one right now as you speak. Mm. Um, I recently perfected vegan cheesecake, so I've been making that frequently. Need it. <laughs> because Need a slice. It's just so mind-boggling to me to be able to eat something that's cheesecake and not feel guilty about it. Even when I make it, I still feel like, am I supposed to be eating it? Right. Because <laughs> it tastes so good. Mm. So vegan cheesecake has been a staple in the household. Now my boyfriend gets really excited when he sees the cashew soaking. Right. Aww, um, I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's so cute. So, I, I have a question. <laughs> um, so, I know that when I transitioned, um, when you're cooking plant-based, it's more about, like, your spices and having your fresh herbs and, you know, your produce, of course, because that's majority of the meal. But a lot of people don't realize how many herbs and spices you really need, and that part can get costly. So, if you had to make any recommendations, what should every new vegan have in their pantry or on their grocery list? Well, I think that, well, as far as spices goes, the, the staples are Himalayan salt, yes. pepper, um, cumin, because then you can make your own curries, mm-hmm. um, and cayenne pepper, just for any spicy things you need to make. Those are like my main ones. Um, I also like dill. It's one of my favorite ones. But I love dill. Something one last thing I wanted to, to throw in there that I just thought of, I always tell people that in the beginning, it's going to seem like everything is so boring and bland, but your taste buds change. They really do, For, especially when I was raw. I mean, eating a goldenberry or something, I had a piece of dried pineapple one day, and it tasted like a starburst. Like, <laughs> your, 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 your taste buds will start to become a lot more sensitive because you're eating a lot more plants. You don't, you don't need that over salted over sugared flavors of artificial foods you know yes. so and that's another thing that takes a couple of weeks for your body to adjust to but after a while you won't need a pile of salt for something anymore it becomes a lot more sensitive but staples in the pantry list um avocados because then you can put that on toast you can use avocados as a butter as a butter, you know, thing, instead of using regular mm-hmm. butter, you can use them as mayonnaise instead of using actual mayonnaise. Um, I don't really have bread, but you can make your own again. There's another thing about making your own. And it's way healthier than the stuff in the stores. Um, milks, if you're not going to make your own nut milk, definitely get some milk. I, I recommend hemp milk because it's a lot more beneficial to the body than almond milk is. Almonds have phytates in them, and almonds 
almonds I've known to, you know, when you're eating too many almonds, it can disrupt your natural iron and zinc levels in the body. Oh, so I like to stick to hemp milk. You can mm-hmm. make it yourself. It's so easy. Just put some hemp seeds in some water and blend it. <laughs> oh, wow. oh I, I have hemp now. I'll, I'll do that today. <laughs> yeah, it's so easy. I and mean, then you can add your own flavor. It's a couple of drops of vanilla extract if you want or whatever. It's so delicious. Like, all this homemade stuff is so much better tasting than the stuff from the stores, too. And then it doesn't have the preservatives in it that they need to keep it fresh because you put you make it at home, put it right in the fridge, it's delicious. But um, if anybody wants to email me, I have a grocery list um, that I that I made, and my email is earthmomamedicine@gmail.com, and I can send the, the grocery list over to anyone who's interested. Nice. Um, I'm probably going to put that actually on the website. That way, I don't have to send a million emails. So I'll probably put that on my website today. That'll make it easier. Yeah, um, that would be great. And since my you web, gave, yeah, my so, website is Earth Ma Medicine. It's not Mama. It's just M A EarthMaMedicine.com, and there you can find um, my meal plan services for co- for specialized one-on-one coaching. You can buy my detoxification tea that I recommend to anyone who's deciding to make a switch. It definitely helps your body make the transition easier than just doing it on your own. Recipes. My website's fairly new, so I'm updating it every day. So there will be more and more recipes every day you visit. But there's recipes there. Um, and yeah, so that'll be better. A grocery list that has everything and anything that you could think of that you might need to start it out. Cool. I was going to tell you to elaborate on the detox teas. Let everybody know specifically about the detox teas because they can find that information on your Instagram. And I think that's super helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So the detox tea is, it's with Jamaican herbs, um, stuff like burdock root, sarsaparilla, senna leaves all sorts of chickweed, you know, things that are really good. On my Instagram, I said that, um, it's really for complete mental and physical rejuvenation. Um, I created all the different herbs have their own properties, but together it's going to help you experience more energy, more stamina, vitality, mental clarity. Like I said, you know, you can get sluggish and foggy when your body's making that switch. So this tea will help you sort of alleviate those symptoms. Um, it's great for parasites because as scary as it is, if you've had a life of eating a lot of meat and dairy, meat especially, you probably have parasites in you, and it's not like you have a giant worm in you that's eating everything you eat, but there are micro-parasites. They come in all different sizes and shapes, and they live. They can live in you for years and years and years and years and make you sick, and so this definitely helps to cleanse those out. It helps with environmental pollutants, colon cleansing, immune system. It's also really, really good for anybody with skin issues like eczema, acne, psoriasis, I put a lot of burdock root in there, which helps to cleanse the blood, which in turn cleanses the skin. Um, and so it's, it's a pretty, like, super tea. And right now I'm charging $15 for a sack. It's not, not a regular size tea bag. It's like a big tea bag, and you drop that in a pot of a gallon of water, mm. and it'll make you a gallon. And then eventually I'll ask, you know, in the instructions when I ship the tea, it'll explain how, I, how it'll make you about two gallons of tea once you're done with the sack. Ooh, wow. um, so it's worth it because, you know, you pay $5 for a Starbucks coffee. Why not pay 15 for two gallons of some healing? That part. Yes. 
Look out for Brittany and I's order. <laughs> right. Look out for our order coming through. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I have, um, I think this might be my final question. I'm not sure. But when you travel, do you find it hard to find food options that fit your lifestyle? I know when me and Germany recently went to Mexico, Tulum, we were taken aback by all of the vegan options. The food was amazing. They had a lot of raw vegan options too. Like it was better to me, better than the options in Los Angeles. So yeah. I'm wondering over on your side of the country or even when you travel out, is it hard for you to find food that matches yeah, your lifestyle? Um, I don't think so. I really don't. I, I guess it just depends on where you're traveling. I was in Canada. I joined the Book of Mormon for another month of performing last October, and I went to Canada, and that was sort of a struggle, because especially it was in their colder months, and so they did not have a lot of accessible fresh produce. I mean, I just had to go to the grocery store and get it, and it wasn't the, the friendliest prices, but um, as far as traveling in the United States, it wasn't too, it was too difficult. The southern states are a little bit less friendly to vegans than the northern ones. Right. Um, but but if you stick to, you know, I just, I was doing a lot of was on tour. And so whenever I have someone that comes to me and they're like, I don't have time, I don't have time, I don't have time to be vegan. I'm like, girl, I was doing a lot of doing shows, eight shows a week, like, like performing, running around like a chicken with my head cut off through the airports and through the bus stations, like traveling. If I could do it then, you can do it anytime. Right, and I right. was just about when I got to a new city, going straight to the grocery store, filling up my tiny hotel fridge with everything I could think of, getting the snacks because I could, you know, I was making great money, so I could afford all the expensive snacks. But um, it, I guess it just depends on where you're traveling. In the U.S., I really did not have a hard time. And now that I've experimented with 15 days of being raw, I know of all the different raw creations I can make without having a stove and a mm-hmm. microwave. Well, microwave I don't use at all, but mm-hmm. that's another story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's too difficult. It's just about having the discipline because it. It can be easier to fall back when you're traveling. Yes, it can be, but I think you've given us so much in abundance of information i'm sure our listeners will find this so valuable because you you, not only did you give us great information but you gave us great knowledge and education behind everything that you said and that is appreciated so valadia let everybody know where they can find you how they can find you give them all of your tea yeah so on instagram i am earth mama medicine that's earth m-a-m-a medicine I am also Earth Mama Medicine on Facebook. On Twitter, I'm Earth Ma Medicine, just M-A. And my website is www.earthmamedicine.com. Um, and you can find any information you need on my, my Instagram. is the most uh, visited platform of me right now, but I am baking my website just as, just as friendly as my Instagram. But I'm available through direct message on Instagram. Or email earthonmedicine.gmail.com to answer any and all of your questions. I do um, three different packages that I can, you know, I work with with what people can afford on how I can help you through personal meal plans. And I do one-on-one video coaching if video, if a video, you know, one-on-one talking is what works best for you. But um, I'm now creating something called fixer upper sheets. So let's mm-hmm. say someone doesn't want a full meal plan, but they are having acne right now and they just want to fix their acne, I will wow. create that for you. 
um, for a small fee or anything. You know, you're having thyroid issues, let's do a fix your upper share of your thyroid and figure out what's going on with that and why that's not working the best way it can. Um, but I'm here for everything. It's all about healing. Like I said, we need more healers in the world. And um, I'm so grateful that you guys have brought me on because the black girl health is universal health. Yes, and, girl. Um, so it's very important for us to to uplift each other and once we I mean the black woman is in my opinion God and mm. we are all a piece of God but you know in my opinion when the black woman is healed we can heal this entire planet Come on. So it's very it's very important for that and I'm so grateful that you guys brought me on we are you grateful care. you took time. We are so thankful for you and appreciative. Yes, thank you so much, Valadia. We appreciate your insight, your education, and your tea. Yes, the your detox tea your and your <laughs> educational tea. We're so thankful. So we are going All to right. let you go. And again, we're so thankful, guys. If you want to reach out to Valadia, we'll have all of her um, platforms and social media handles. In the description, you guys can reach out to her and get all of the knowledge that she's giving you guys. And um, we'll chat soon. All right, bless. Thank you. Uh, thanks.